He's the host with the most. And this is The Saturday Show with Edward Hayden. I have lots lined up on this morning's show. Uh, we're going to chat all things uh, Loretto Secondary School in just a few moments. Uh, after that, we're going to be joined by Nina Carberry. Now, Nina Carberry was on The Late Late Show last evening. She's joining us this morning, telling us about her most recent publication. Uh, it's a brand new children's book called Ride to the Rescue. So we look forward to chatting uh, with Nina about this exciting um, new development in her career. We're going to be chatting all things the very Pink Run, uh, which is taking place in Kilkenny Castle tomorrow at 12 noon. We're going to be chatting with a few local breast cancer survivors um, ahead of that. You may remember, actually, whilst they were at Electric Picnic, we had uh, the Donnies, the local band, the Donnies. They were on the telephone line with us, and we spoke to Ethan and the Donnies live from their tent. They were after uh, having a pot noodle, I think, a few cans and maybe a few shifts the night before, as well as uh, performing a few songs. We did invite them in and they've kindly accepted the invitation. So we're going to give them a full grilling after 11 o'clock uh, this morning to see how was their pot noodle. And uh, they're going to play a bit of music as well. Uh, Tracy Daly, uh, known to all from all things food. Uh, Tracy is going to be coming in to tell us all about the launch of Savour Kilkenny Food Festival, which took place during the week. And she's taking part in the Foodpreneurs, uh, which is uh, growing your own business. And if all of that wasn't enough for you over the course of the morning, we have Christine Scarry coming in to tell us about the Sondheim Festival which is taking place uh, the Schacht and Schachoen so looking forward to that as well now um, we have the lovely Tara with us today so we must say uh, Kate Mila Falch uh, to Tara Ashton is on a little day off uh, back next week of course next week uh, I must tell you next Friday night uh, Team KCLR have the IMRO Awards our very own Shane O'Keefe has been uh, nominated with the sports show for um, an IMRO Award so that is taking place in the Lyrath next Friday night all the radio stations from all over Ireland uh, good and bad big and small will all be heading to the Lyrath and the biggest conversation in KCLR HQ this morning is what are you wearing to the Imros so um yeah, Ashling and I will be in our uh, tracksuits and flip-flops here next Saturday morning after uh, a nice late night so crave your indulgence in advance for that anyway good morning is the message um, we have no Shirley this morning Shirley's on a couple of weeks off so we did have a text in no, looking to know what would you put around your trees because there's birds scattering the bark that our texter is putting around the trees so let us know if you can advise our texter in Shirley's absence. Now, um, when you come in and see your own face on the running order, it's not always good. And that's what has happened with us this week because our first slot is I'm actually doing a cookery demonstration this Wednesday night coming um, in the Rivercourt Hotel and giving of my time to support a very uh, good cause. And that is um, what our three guests are going to tell us all about. And that is uh, Marie and Saoirse Tien and Lilia Mann who join us in studio. Good morning girls. Good morning. morning. Are you all good? Yes. Uh, In the world of public disclosure and uh, full transparency I better say that of course Marie is my niece uh, so uh, nepotism applies heavily here on the the Saturday show. Uh, Marie maybe you might start uh, with us and just tell us um, what this fundraiser because I know Loretto are doing a lot of fundraisers at the minute but what the fundraiser is for. So the fundraiser is for the Loretto PAL team, which is public access to law. So we did interviews in February of this year 
and 23 members were selected to be a part of the PAL team. And then we practiced, we got our case and we had to practice for months on end, weekends, etc. to practice our case. And then we went to the criminal um, court of justice in Dublin um, to compete. And we got through the first week. And then the second week, we came third in Ireland. So we had to do our mock trial in front of barristers who were inactive judges. Um, so we came third, so which was a great achievement. And then we were invited to partake in Chicago um, in November. So that's coming up very soon. So the fundraiser is in the Rivercourt Hotel. So it's yourself, Edward, doing a um, cooking demonstration for us, very thankfully. Um, so that's on the 4th of October. Um, kick, doors are opening at 7.30 and kick off at 8pm so very kindly Edward has um, decided to uh, help us out with a fundraiser because obviously the cost of Chicago is very large and we're not getting any funding so we have to raise it all ourselves Lovely, so busy, uh, busy ladies for sure. Saoirse, tell us then what um, is going to be involved when you get to Chicago then, are you going to be like uh, the mini Ali McBeals of the world? Definitely <laughs> Um, so we've received a case from the American organisation Empire Mock Trials. Uh, it's 200 pages long. So we've been studying that since the summer. Uh, Marie and Lilia are both lawyers and I'm an expert on gun safety because the case is about gun safety. Uh, so you're going to be taken to the to the dock? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Is Marie here? <laughs> She's going to give you the grilling. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're really looking forward to it. Like we've been practicing every weekend for the last couple of months. We've been at it all over the summer, and it's going to be an amazing opportunity. And it's such an honour to to get to represent Kilkenny and to represent Ireland. How exciting! And the Loretto have competed uh, at this competition before. I take it. Yeah, they've gone five times before. So like, there's a lot of experience, and like the teachers, there's a good culture around the PAL team in school. How lovely. Uh, Lelia, tell me um, in relation to then the case, you might give us a little bit more detail on, on the case or how do you prepare for it? Are you able to do it like a kind of a play or a drama? Can you learn it off? Or is there a bit of, um, I suppose, uncertainty around it on the day? Yeah, as Sarah said, it's about 250 pages long. So there's a lot of preparation. So short enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Only a wee one. Um, so there's a lot of preparation that goes into it and a lot of analysis. Um, the witnesses, they have their witness statements, so they have to learn those off. Um, the attorneys, however, have to like formulate the questions based on that and formulate them in such a way that would be advantageous for whoever you're prosecuting or defending to try and win your case. So a lot of effort goes into it. A certain extent, it can be learnt off, but there's a lot of thinking on your feet on the day, a lot of um, communicating skills that come into it, and it's a big effort, really, but it's going to be such an amazing opportunity once in a lifetime, so we're really looking forward to it, and the work will all be worth it in the end. How exciting, for sure. And Marie, will there be somebody then cross-examining as well, or will there be someone kind of pulling your... Um, uh, um, what's the word? I was going to say victims... Um, um, clients apart on the day? Um, yeah, so we practice our cross and our direct examinations. Okay. So therefore on the day there'll be other members from other teams, other international teams, so there could be someone from America crossing one of our witnesses, etc. So it swaps over. 
Okay, and that's of course then what you were saying, Lily, about that ability to to think on your feet. Exactly. Um, so a lot of a lot of work going into this. How is this played out then, Sirsha, in terms of the school environment? Is this run as part of um, a module? I know I think this this had its uh, its beginnings in transition year, but what kind of a module is it associated with, or where is the kind of the the learning around it? Well, we all had to apply. Whoever wanted to do it yeah. had to apply through an interview in TY. Um, it's a great opportunity to have in TY. Um, of course. And so I wouldn't mind to run out to Chicago <laughs> myself. It's a fabulous opportunity. Um, so there was 23 of us selected and we were given a lot of guidance and a lot of help from the teachers in school because like, they've had experience going before. They've been to New York with the PAL team before. Mm. And yeah, there's just they're really supportive. They're really helpful. They know what they're talking about. Oh, fabulous. And tell me, Lelia, what's the, the final uh, journey looking like now from now till November in terms of preparedness? What is left on the list to tick off? So there's going to be a definitely big push um, before we get to Chicago. We've got still speeches to write and learn off. And um, we have our attorneys as we speak working on their pre-trial cases and still preparing our examinations and cross-examinations. And as well as the work for the actual case, we still have a lot of fundraising to go. Of course, it's a huge deal to go across the pond to Chicago. Yeah. So a lot of um, financial burden then on our parents which we're really trying to ease with um, fundraising and you very kindly agreed to do the cookery demonstration and delighted to do so <laughs> and people might like some of our listeners might like to come on um, it's it's a while since we've been in Kilkenny so some of our listeners might like to come to that it's this coming Wednesday night 4th of October um, in the lovely River Court Hotel um, tickets will be available on the door on the night or people can check out the social media of uh, Loretto to be in um, uh in 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 the know of how to get the tickets or just rock up on the night if you rock up on the night with 20 quid in your hand they'll no one turn you away <laughs> for sure what other fundraisers are going on or what else are you doing uh, Marie at the minute um, so we've actually done a lot of fundraisers especially over the summer we've um, done a lot of bagpacking we did bagpacking in groups throughout so there's the shopping in good condition all <laughs> over the country we did bagpacking in Super Value in Market Cross in Super Value in Ballyraga and in Dunn's in Market Yard so that was great we had slots and we all took our time to do our bag packing so that made a good bit of money for us um, so thank you to everyone who did donate during that day, those days and um, we also made crepes for the children in St John's National School um, so that was a lovely like event you know it was the end of their <coughs> excuse me it was the end of their school year so it was a nice little treat for them all and it was lovely to see them all get um, a nice crepe with a lot of Nutella on it for the last few days of school you just didn't bring me in one I know <laughs> <laughs> and then we did a a table quiz actually in the Clubhouse Hotel there about two weeks ago so that was another great fundraiser a uh, great turnout for that as well and we're actually organising another fund or another table quiz in Sean Burns on the 13th of October so hopefully that will have a good turnout as well and of course your own demonstration in the River Court as well Of course will be fabulous I'm sure of that <laughs> uh, Saoirse tell me what are you most looking forward to now about heading to uh, Chicago what's uh, really kind of making you tick about the trip I just think it's going to be an amazing opportunity to see people of like such a high standard from all over the world like you know they'll be there from every country not just America and Ireland and it'll be a great opportunity to meet people from around the world and to get to practice our debating and like public law skills in 
on like such a huge level it'll be amazing it certainly will and of course all these skills will remain with you for the yeah. rest of your yeah. of your lives uh, what about Julie Leah I'll ask you the same question <laughs> um, as Sirsha said it's going to be a great opportunity to get to meet so many people from so many different countries and one aspect that I'm actually looking forward to is passing of tokens so each team has to bring their own little kind of representation of their country and you give it to everybody else oh. so I think our one this year is going to be a pack of potatoes so we all have to buy a multi-pack and bring it over in our suitcases in the plane and yeah it would be amazing to see like what other countries sure, the bring the hair straighteners are turned off <laughs> yeah, exactly. show. yeah oh how lovely that's a quirky little uh, little idea yeah quirky idea and Marie um, I think my what I'm looking forward to most is just being in the courtroom because when we're in Dublin like obviously you're filled with nerves but like the adrenaline just hits you once you get in there and you just want to you just want to win so okay. that's what I'm looking forward to Well listen uh, we wish you the very best to look girls it's a fantastic opportunity it's the PAL the public access to law and uh, as you said it's a, a mock trial Championship, really, isn't yeah. it? It's 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 that for sure. Um, we wish you all the very best. You might uh, give us a, a text from Chicago and <laughs> yeah. let us know how it's going, and we can tell our listeners. And uh, people can check out the River Court uh, next Wednesday night if they so desire and want to come along and uh, support uh, your endeavour on the night. But for now, girls, good morning and congratulations and the best of luck. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much. Now that was Marie Lanik and Sir Shatin and Lily Aman telling us all about this their um, access to law journey to Chicago and Ishto Sospiog on Fonan Shafi Midrashtrish on Sospiog. The Saturday Show with Edward Hayden. With thanks to Lyrath Estate, Kilkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on lyrath.com. Rash Edward Hayden here with you on the Saturday show. Uh, lovely to have you with us. Thanks to Marie and Saoirse and Lelia who've just joined us to tell us about the public access to law team um, that are heading to the mock trial world championships in Chicago in November from Loretta Secondary School. So we wish them all the very best in their endeavour as well for sure and certain. Now I'm delighted to be joined on the telephone line by um, champion jockey and much more besides now um, decorated jockey and author Nina Carberry who joins us fresh from her appearance on last evening's Late Late Show. Nina, good morning to you. Hi Edward, how are you? I'm very good. Thanks for taking the time to join us. No no problem at all. You were super on the show last night. You, you put Patrick through his paces. Is that fair to say? <laughs> oh, that was fair to say. It's fair to say he handled it well. Um, he kept in rhythm but it was very funny. It was... Uh, a great, a great effort anyway he didn't, he done really well he certainly did I don't think we'd be sending, sending him to Cheltenham anytime soon but uh, <laughs> it was it was it was very good um, Nina of course congratulations are due uh, in great amounts to yourself as well because uh, you've now written a book a, a brand new children's book as part of the Rowan Tree Stable series called Ride to the Rescue tell us about how this came about from from the race course to the dance floor yeah. now to the the laptop yeah, um, I suppose I have got two little girls at home and I read them stories quite a bit every evening, but mm. I was looking for a story and I kind of wanted it to, like, I suppose, come back to my own childhood. I just loved having adventures on my ponies and probably my brother was probably the biggest culprit bringing me off having adventures and just getting me obsessed by having that sense of adventure and getting out exploring on the ponies and definitely a few little stories made, made the book anyway and um, hopefully it'll inspire the next generation of equine 
um, little little children to go out and enjoy themselves as well and explore and to enjoy the wildlife around as well because that's what it's all a part of as well. It's so fabulous, of course, to be involved in that equine industry. My uh, my my little nephew Joey is is big into to uh, ponies and and horses at the minute. He's out uh, at pony camp every Saturday and, and loves yeah. it. It's a great pastime for for children, isn't it? It is. I just have my own little girl. She's six, and you know I have a pony here. But the the fun is when you have your friends around and they and they're doing it. So she goes to a, a local riding school, and she absolutely enjoys every minute of it. And it's uh, I think it's just having her buddies around her and and kind of they push each other on. Then you know when they're on their own, it's not as much fun. But definitely they they get they get great pals from growing up with ponies. Absolutely. Tell me about uh, the kind of the, the mechanics then of writing the book. How did you, you go about it? So one minute you're reading stories, but then yeah. the next minute you're going back to your sneaking back down the stairs and turning on the laptop to, to write yeah. it. How, how, how did that process work for you? We're familiar with hearing Marion Keys writing in the bed, but um, how yeah. did you go about it? Yeah, I, um, I, I put a lot of stories together and Julian Ski, Julie Skies helped me a lot. Uh, she put everything together. She ghostwrited the book for me. So I have a lot to thank for her about. I gave her all the stories, but she put it all together. So it was, um, uh, it was a lot of people coming together to make oh. it happen. And, uh, and Nuno is a brilliant illustrator as well. And he done a marvellous job on all the illustrations in the book as well. So it made it all it made it all come together then with a, a few people's heads come together how gorgeous and tell me I presume uh, before it went to the publishing house it was stress tested in your own house as well yeah definitely yeah, there was did a they like it Ro- yeah they did uh, but Rosie wasn't happy that um, Grace and Aaron who are the characters in the book they weren't in the same school that they couldn't uh, talk to each other at lunchtime so she she gave out to me about that but um, she uh, she realised then that it had been written so I couldn't change <laughs> so uh, yeah it was gas but uh, yeah she, they really enjoyed the story as well how great how great and it's out in, in the bookshops now um, Nina yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm doing a signing today in Eaton's in Blanchetown at 12 and another one in Eaton's in Navin on the 14th. So really looking forward to them. How gorgeous. And I'm always thinking, now I'm not a parent myself, but here's so many uh, people talking about that special bond that's that's very much solidified at bed. And that reading to your children, it's, it's a very special time as you're kind of all maybe perhaps quietening down and calming down yeah. after the day, Nina. Yeah, no, I think it's a massive. Um, for us, we it's just that bedtime you know and the the books come out and they pick their own books so you have to re- read one each to them and it's it's their little imagination coming uh, back to them as well and I just I just love reading the books and you can just you, that's where you get the, the chats at night time and you're sitting down for that hour of getting them down to bed and that's where all those little stories throughout the day that what happened to them you know so it's a very special time I think going to bed and reading them that story and that's where you get all those little gorgeous little memories of the day for them Absolutely for sure and certain and come here listen I couldn't let you out uh, without uh, talking to you about Dancing with the Stars people uh, were willing you on on the dance floor last uh, year earlier this uh, when you won yeah. uh, the 2022 uh, series of Dancing with the Stars how was the kind of the come down after that for you I know you know from watching you every week you were talking about you know you were always going back home to your family and the support of of, of family at home but how was it when the kind of the, 
the, the cup was on the mantelpiece and the screens uh, had had uh, stopped rolling. Yeah, no, my body definitely wouldn't have taken another week of it anyway. <laughs> uh, the, the ankle swelled up and uh, yeah, definitely. I didn't have another week left in me, to be honest. Uh, the body was given out to me, but uh, yeah, it was a tough, tough 12 weeks. I'm not going to lie, mm. but I loved every minute of it. And when I think back on it, how fit I was and and uh, yeah, an amazing experience of challenging yourself and bringing it to the literally every weekend having to come out into that dance floor having a new dance it was very a lot of pressure but I actually enjoyed every minute of it it was brilliant but definitely miss miss dancing now I haven't really danced a whole lot since but uh, I'd love to get back out there again and do a bit of dancing for fun everyone must want a spin of you at a wedding yes I know that's where the pressure comes from (laughs) yeah it's like stand back here she comes (laughs) Yeah, that's the pressure. I think Karen Mullen said the same when he won. Everyone thinks they we can dance now, but um, that's not really how it goes. But uh, yeah, we give it our best shot anyway. Well, listen, it's absolutely uh, fantastic. Uh, any other uh, exciting adventures on the on the cards at the minute, Nina? What's uh, what's next um, after the book? Well, I well, I we, we filmed uh, Fittest Family, so I'm really looking forward to that coming out. It, it, it was a great season this year. That's all stop filming now but um I don't And that's arduous as well for the families, not so much for the for the for no. the coaches, but for the families yeah. they're really put through the, the, the ringer, aren't they? They definitely are and it's it's just an amazing show to be part of. Mm. Like you get so many different dynamics of all the families to look after and um, I really enjoyed every minute of it this year and uh yeah, I can't wait to, to see it back on, on air again in October. Absolutely. Well, listen, we wish you all the very best, Nina. Ride to the Rescue, uh, as I said, is uh, the first book in the Rowan Tree Stables series, which is um, an illustrated, beautifully illustrated uh, book uh, all about um, Grace and Aaron and their adventures with Daisy and Nipper. And they're all great friends uh, in in the book as well. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about, is friendship and having those adventures and quit and exploring the nature around you and uh, having that a kind of freedom back again you know that's what I was trying to give the children I suppose a set of wheels and they can go everywhere you know so um, that's what I was trying to capture there for sure well it's well captured it's absolutely beautiful congratulations to you and I'm sure people Thank here you. across Carl and Kilkenny will be running out I remind them again it's Ride <laughs> to the Rescue Nina Carberry Nina good morning and thanks for joining us on the show Thanks, thanks, Edward. Now that's Nina Carberry there joining us here on the Saturday show this morning. Now I have a good few texts, so let's get on to those for fear I forget them. Um, Bridget is telling us that it's a terrible day out, but she's advising us to have a nice Saturday. And uh, thanks, Bridget. She sent us a few roses as well. One, two, three, four, five, six roses from Bridget. Thanks so much, Bridget. Um, now. Um, we have someone is going to send us an email so we'll check that in just a minute uh, good morning Edward can you say hello to John and Nula and Jane hope all is well and John and Nula and Jane are listening in to us from Kinsale every week and that's from Mags in Kilkenny as well um, I was in the, the supermarket yesterday in Greg Naman and I met three people as well um, who said that they love listening to us on a Saturday morning so good morning uh, to them as well to Liz and Coleman's and yeah lovely to to hear that people enjoy listening to us on a Saturday morning uh, I was telling you that after 11 o'clock this morning or sorry before 11 o'clock next we're going to be chatting with some of the team ahead of the very uh, pink run which is taking place in Kilkenny uh, Castle 
um, where uh, our texture um, is texting us in about um, with I think now the cold cap uh, prior to treatment which prevents hair loss our texture would like to know how many people who went through cancer treatment were offered that um, so maybe if any of our listeners this morning have been through the cancer journey and were offered the cold cap or have any uh, opinions on that perhaps they might text them in to us 0833069696 which is our dinnersready.ie contact line and we'd love to put those to you as well. Now, I think we'll take a little break and after this we're going to be joined um, by a number of people telling us all about the very pink run. So stay with us for that. Now, good morning. Uh, you're very welcome back. Now, uh, recently I a song goes into my head and I heard this on a, um, a social media page. It's called Singing Sessions on Facebook and there was a beautiful lady called Una singing it. But anyway, this morning I'm hoping, now if I press this, I'm hoping I'll be able to give you Paddy Riley with a song that's in my head at the minute. So now I'm going to put it on yours and it is uh, Goodbye, My Nancy O. How gorgeous was that? That was Paddy Riley with Goodbye My Nancy O. The Leaving of Nancy, I think, is the is the correct uh, title of the song. It's just one of those ones that's in my head at the minute. So if it's in my head, I'd always put it into yours uh, as well. Now, we have a texter here from Mary England. Mary says, Good morning, Edward. Can you say a very good morning to Bernie Curtis in Barntown in Wexford, who's tuned into your programme this morning and every Saturday morning. And uh, Bernie would love if uh, you played Mother's Love is a Blessing and what a gorgeous song that is Um, we must uh, put that on the to-do list here but um, good morning Bernie and good morning to Mary and thanks for the text um, of that as well now um, of course tomorrow the taking place in the Kilkenny Castle is the very pink run and I'm delighted to be joined by a number of uh, ladies who are going to tell us all about that uh, first and foremostly we have with us um, um Gillian Walsh and we also have uh, Catherine Carroll who are going to tell us about that and we're going to chat with um, Ashling Hurley who's CEO of the Very Pink Run uh, in just a second as well. Now I'll start with uh, Gillian. Gillian good morning to you. You've uh, literally just landed. <laughs> we'll, never accuse, we'll never accuse you of being early anyway. <laughs> good morning. I'm sorry. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks a million for coming in. Pull in right there to the mic and Lovely. shift it down there so we can all hear you. Tell me, um, at the very pink run, tell us about that tomorrow. Tomorrow, yes. Child so, of Prags at the yes, ready. I hope it's not like <laughs> yeah. this. I hope not. But oh, um, good. it's fantastic. Yeah. Sure, look, it'll be great anyway. Do you know, the spirit and the, you know, the atmosphere is always lovely. And this is my fourth year doing it. Okay. So really looking forward to it. And I suppose now that it's back as well is great. That well, it's a lovely it's family virtual. day. It's a lovely yeah. family day. There's yeah. lots of activities going on. And it's a good time of the year to start a new habit. Bring your family out you can walk you can push the pram you exactly. can do there's no competition as such and just go and have a good day and you're supporting a fantastic charity which is yeah. doing tremendous research and yes, yes. I would definitely you know, involve, invite everyone out tomorrow it's yeah. a Sunday it's a free day yeah. come Hopefully along there'll be a big turnout now ah, well I'd yes. say there will yeah. there, there, there always uh, there always is and yeah. of course the charity as we know is Breast Cancer Ireland you're yeah. uh, supporting it uh, very well there because Catherine Carl is also with us in the studio from the Noor Dragon Paddlers um, as well well, Catherine, good morning.
morning to you. Um, I've spoken to members from the Neuro Dragon Paddlers before. I think it's a fascinating um, group. Tell us uh, specifically about the Neuro Dragon Paddlers and um, how how fortunately or unfortunately you become a member. Well, Edward, just a funny thing to start with. I was listening to your show, I'd say about four or five years ago, one Saturday, I was listening to your show about four or five years ago, one Saturday morning, and you interviewed one of the paddlers and you suggested people come along. I made that call and I came along and I'd suggest other people to make that call and come along. I guarantee you won't regret it. Um, We have a a large boat. We can paddle up to 22 people on the boat. You need no experience to join. Um, What we say is come for a paddle and stay for the friendship. And the friendship is fantastic. Um, Our aim is to raise awareness in a positive way for breast cancer. You increase your physical activity with nature and overall your health improves. Um, There's a lot of research done into the paddling. Part of the benefits are your mental health improves because you're paddling, you're in with nature. You're, you're focusing on what you're doing. You're leaving your troubles behind you. Also, it boosts. Can't let your mind wander. No, you have to be focused, and you know it boosts your energy. And as a result, then you get better sleep, which is very important. It's a new adventure, and it's a real feel-good p- p- adventure. Um, our boat consists of, um, say, we have about 40, 40 members. They come from Kilkenny, Washford, and you know, say some come in from Carlow. We're open to everyone. Uh, what we try to do is encourage people to come along try it for two or three times if you like it sign up if you don't no harm done you've taken the plunge mm. our venue that we paddle on is in the in the shadow of the um, Kenny Castle along the Nor. we go up and down the river I call ourselves the moving tourist attraction because we get if we got a cent for every picture we took we'd be very rich <laughs> say that now it's a dirty old morning out there this morning but they're heading out uh, they're, with full tenacity they're out there and they're paddling paddling mad and um, it's a water sport. You're going to get wet. But it's not a cold day, you know. And the commandership that you get and the cup of coffee afterwards, I always feel that's the best cup of coffee in the, uh, of the week is after the paddling because you've been out in the fresh air, you're having a chat with friends and it's fantastic. And I'd highly recommend it. Absolutely. Well, listen, ladies, stay with us. We're going to take a break. We'll come back to both of you just Thanks, after Edward. this. We'll let you both draw your breath. One second and we'll be back. <laughs> Welcome back. We're chatting a plenty here. Uh, if we couldn't put it all on the air, but uh, delighted to be joined by Catherine Carroll and uh, also by Gillian Walsh, both uh, from the Noor Dragon uh, Paddlers and both here to tell us all about the very pink run taking place in Kilkenny Castle Park tomorrow at 12 noon. And of course, this is all in aid of Breast Cancer Ireland. Um, Gillian, I might come to yourself if that's all right. I'm just hearing, but yeah. I had heard during the week from uh, our very own Ashling that you have had uh, a new baby recently. Yes. Yes, that's right, Liam. So he was born in July. So yeah, our, our little miracle. We didn't know if we'd have him um, after treatment and everything. So mm. can feel completely blessed, really. You know, we were very lucky. One of the lucky ones. Absolutely. So yeah, he's our silver lining, I suppose, after it all. And um, yeah, he's great. He's 12 weeks now. God so I can't him. believe it. I still can't believe we have yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Hanging on for, for dear life. Yeah. And of course, as I said to Catherine, one of the things that, of course, qualifies people to become a member of the Nord Dragon Paddlers, if you will, is the fact that the, the, the commonality of experience. So you yeah. two have had a, a breast cancer journey. That's you right. might uh, share that with us if you're, yeah, if you're happy course, to do so. Absolutely. So um, my journey started in April 2020. Um, so we'd just gone into into the COVID, into the, the, the start, the first mm-hmm. lockdown. So it was all a bit mad, I suppose, at that time. A bit surreal. But um, I went on to have my surgery, had an lumpectomy, and then um, they recommended that I have some... Um, fertility preservation before I started my treatment. Mm. So I was only 31 at the time. Mm. 
so yeah it was a bit of a whirlwind of but we got through it and um um, yes, I went on then to have radiotherapy and I started on a hormone therapy drug, which um, is menopause inducing. So I suppose that was the hardest part for me. You know, um, my treatment was very successful, but there was quite a high chance that I wouldn't would have trouble having a uh, starting a family. Mm-hmm. And that was very much what we wanted. Of course. And at 31, yeah, you're 31, kind of coming, yeah, so, you know, prime time yeah, into that so period of your life. It, but it was it was such a light at the time being offered that opportunity to, you know, to, to have the, the fertility preservation. And I suppose, you know, our government get a lot wrong we won't go into that but that was completely funded and it was amazing because it was one less stress at the time you know having that and Mm. it was like an insurance I suppose there for us when the time did come please God that we were able to to, to And can I ask you on that then in terms of the the efficacy of that and the kind of the success rate around that what do they tell you when they're when you're going through that process because it's almost I mean that's two very transformative processes happening in in tandem with each other what do they say like is this a kind of a, a belt and braces or is it just a chance yeah well I suppose you just never know um, sure I suppose you know it's it's one of them things I suppose that you're not really thinking of going into mm. cancer treatment but um, it's very much I suppose for a young woman um, for any woman um, you know if it's if it's something you want I suppose it comes up and they you know they inform you about it and um, you know see what you want to do so for us it was an opportunity that we we, we couldn't not take up mm. you know um, now thankfully we and didn't the results, end up and yeah. the results are, are very it. positive yeah, and gorgeous yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it we have them now and mm. you know and thankfully we didn't end up needing to use our embryos mm. um, you know but they're there for us you know down the line if, if we if we do have more want to have more children but um, we're very lucky to have this one so, and yeah, I, I presume yeah. and I can only but presume so I'm not yeah. projecting upon you no. but I presume it kind of draws a, a very nice line under the very oh, bad experience. It does. As I said, he's our silver lining and so much good comes from, you know, um, a cancer journey. I think it just makes you appreciate life. I know for me, I suppose the fear is always there, but mm-hmm. it makes you live your life, doesn't it, Catherine? Yeah. Just really live your life and you appreciate it. Things. You do, yeah, 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 you really do. Catherine, yeah. our time, unfortunately, is tied. You might tell us if you're happy to about your, your own experience. You were a, a couple of years couple ahead of, years. of Gillian. Well, the first thing I'd like to say, Edward, is everybody's journey is different. For everybody's sure. treatment is different. And I was very lucky. I got called for my, a mammogram. It was the first uh, time I I got called and I could have been like some people said ah, I won't bother but no I took the I went and I did it and um, I got very early detection which was fantastic and once you're in the system you're moved very long very quickly and the staff that treat you like family I went to Dublin and had my operation they did out a timeline for me um, and so I knew exactly what was happening you know had the little up then give my body time to recover then we had a few weeks of um, radiotherapy and the other important thing is at the end to give yourself time to recover both mental and physically Mm. and then um, because I was caught early and because I went for the mammogram early everything worked out fine for me but had I ignored that first call things could be a lot different and I mightn't be here today. So I, I would urge people, don't be afraid. It, it, there is a bit of pain involved, but the pain is definitely worth it because the results in the end are are very good. Now, on speaking about the paddlers, 
we've had sad times on the boat too. We've lost two of our members, Colette and Phil, over the number, last couple of years. But then, we, as as Gillian said, we've had very happy times. We have a new little dragon aboard. And you said this is the first dragon baby. This is our first dragon baby, and he, he'll, he'll be out on the water before he, he knows it. We're commissioning a small paddle because the paddles <laughs> we have are quite a little bit too big for him. <laughs> how gorgeous! How gorgeous! Well, listen, you're both fantastic, and thanks for coming in. Uh, lots well, of you. there's lots of statistics that uh, we could we could focus on. Um, I suppose one that that has struck me here this morning is that 3,700 new cases of breast cancer are diagnosed uh, every year. Um, and you know 23% of women are diagnosed between the ages of 20 and 50 and sometimes Mm -hmm. that 20 to 50 and I know you were talking about yourself there you know we kind of think that we have great amnesty you know and all of these maladies only happen when you get a little bit older so it can happen to anyone and men too for sure it's just that awareness for for everyone really to check themselves it's so important men and women absolutely absolutely vital be yeah. aware yeah. Yeah. be aware yeah. and yeah. take yeah. as you said like the mammograms yeah. and whether it's bowel yeah. screening or yeah. cervical yeah, screening or whatever take the, take, take the when it's there for it. you yeah. might be nervous but they'll tell you yeah. once you get in there they look after you and yeah, they treat amazing, you like family it's not clinical at all it's absolutely and I would mm. 100% endure you get get your appointment go and go for it yeah. listen I'll be sacked but before I <laughs> before I am tell me tomorrow 12 o'clock what do people need to do rock up on their leggings turn up turn up runners on run just turn up, bring the pram, bring the family yeah. and just go out and enjoy yourself. Enjoy it's it, all yeah. for research to yeah, early detection and to give people a better treatment. And Ruth will be well mapped out. Yes. And Ruth will be well mapped. There'll be a bucket. Yeah. There'll be, there'll be plenty of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there'll be lots of fun activities so you're yeah. guaranteed a good day out and the sun I'm told is going to shine. Lovely. Well listen, thank you so much you. Uh, Catherine, Carl and Gillian Walsh. You're fantastic. Um, I won't be here next week because I will be sacked. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we'll be going over to the news at possibly quarter past 11. We're going to take an ad break and Angela <laughs> Giles Stewart will be here. Angela Thobronorm. She won't report me. Saturday show with Edward Hayden. KCLR. With thanks to Lyrath Estate, Kilkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on lyrath.com. Now, it's a fault, you're Ash. Edward Hayden here with you on the Saturday show. You're very welcome. If you've just joined us, 0833069696 as our dinner's ready. .ie contact line here for all of your texts and messages, some of which I'm going to bring you now. A texter says, Good morning, Edward. I would like to let your listeners know about our songs of praise in Castletown Parish Church tomorrow at Sunday, uh, the 1st of October, 3pm. It's on the Portleach Road, uh, error code, very detailed, R14KN30. There's tea, coffee and little uh, refreshments after that. The very talented music group for Hymns will be leading us to a wonderful evening of music. Uh, there's a variety of songs, old and new to behold uh, listeners there if they want to attend that. Also in Johnswell Hall, we have social dancing this evening from 9.30 to um, late with music by Peter Burke there for your musical delectation if you uh, so desire. Uh, also apparently Bernie Curtis wasn't listening to us so this morning uh, we're going to say good morning again to Bernie Curtis uh, tuned in to the programme this and every Saturday morning and uh, good wishes coming to her uh, from Mary in Callan so um, thank you Mary for the text and good morning to Bernie um, as well 
now you may remember excuse me you may remember a number of weeks ago um, just uh, as the electric picnic was getting underway we touched base with um, Ethan Jackman and the guys from the Donnies uh, who were um, fresh from their uh, post-electric picnic performance and we did invite them to come into the studio and into the studio they have arrived we have Adam Drennan Ethan Jackman Owen Conroy and Johnny California uh, in studio with us good morning to you guys good morning What's up, what's up? What's up, what's up is right. Ethan, I'll start with yourself because I chatted with you mostly uh, when you were with us from the Electric Picnic. It was a super experience. It was more than a super experience. It was life-changing. Okay, in what Absolutely. way? The the electricity, Into the, the mic there, yeah. Everything. Nothing, like, the the feeling we had on stage, it was like nothing else. I, I, can't, I can't even put into words how amazing we felt after playing on that stage. Absolutely. We had Chasing Abbey on the show last week as well and they were saying the same that really there was such a good vibe such a great experience of, of music uh, as well. And you were telling me you had a massive crowd at your uh, set as well. It was definitely the biggest crowd we've drawn for our own show definitely I would say five, six hundred people maybe. Okay. It was quite packed. It was it was ridiculous. Something else like. How fabulous. Adam how did you get together um, as, uh, as the Donnies? Oh we started playing together in uh in school about a year and a half ago or something like that uh, I think Niall joined us maybe a year into into playing Niall isn't here at the moment he's That's our guitar right. player he couldn't make it in but uh, we started playing together and we just really gelled together as a band and we started writing music and then the rest is history the rest is history for, for sure um, Owen how was the, the picnic for you? yeah I thought it was deadly um, yeah as Ethan was saying we just pulled a magnificent crowd at the Salty Dog and yeah couldn't have been better and how did you get the gig at, uh, at Electric Picnic? I presume it's it's invitation only. Well, I I chatted Johnny about that one anyway. Okay, well I'll do that. So Johnny, well, well uh, the same question. Yeah, I uh, just put together an application and sent it on to a, a, a contact that I acquired. Lovely. And the application. <laughs> Jesus, I tried to stick with the music. I think the chatting is is poor. Uh, and tell me, the the application was successful. It was successful indeed. Yeah, the, because you know, it, it's it gets to a point where you're sifting through all these emails if you're a booker for Electric Picnic, and then one day you get an email from the Donnies, and it catches you out the corner. Yeah, you go, what's this? What's this? Who's who, what's this Donnies? And you read through it, right? And you go, oh my god, I can't believe this. This is the greatest band in the entire country, and it immediately gets booked like that. And what was so successful about your application? Well, what was uh, so special about it? it? It wasn't even the application per se, more so, more so as the contents of the application. And uh, you know, f- I'm for for speaking and f- going forward, uh, the 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 um, the the goodness of the application. And we had videos and everything in there. We had the bio, photos, and uh, every, everything in there was just absolute perfection nothing nothing could have been better about this application what's next uh, Ethan what's next on the on the calendar for uh, the Johnnies I presume there's have to be in a bit of post picnic reflection yeah so we're playing our first gig in Cork actually on the 5th of October we are back in Dublin on the 14th we where are you in in Cork uh, in Fred Zeppelin's okay so that, one, that one's going to be pretty good and we're in Fibbers on the 14th in Dublin uh, what day is our what's it called our support it, whereabouts I don't know it's in Warford no for um, what's, what's it called Undertones 
Yeah, for I think we need a manager to tell you that uh, prior to a radio interview, a bit of research is, is required for the gig. Come here, are you going to sing uh, a song for us? You going to do something? We don't have any instruments. Okay. Anything else you'd like to tell us? Uh, don't forget to check out the Donnies. We have a new single out called The Window, available on all streaming platforms. It's our best single yet. We had a new fellow master in it, new producer, and recorded locally here in Crossroads Recording Studio, of course. Uh, it's our best single to date, and you should definitely check it out and give it a listen. Lovely. Uh, are you working full-time at uh, the music at the minute, Adam, or are you um, uh, still uh, doing education or work, or what's the, pl- what's the story? Well, Owen's still in fourth year, but the rest of us, uh, well, me, Ethan, and Oshin have taken a gap year before going to college so we can really focus on the music. Lovely. And really, like, give it a, give it a, give it a try. Lovely. Well, listen, I'd say it's going to go great. Uh, you might get back to the picnic next year, will you? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, absolutely. I would definitely like to come back to the electric picnic. Okay, okay. And um, tell me then, uh, Owen, what you're uh, still in school, is it? Yeah. So how is your music career uh, impacting that, or how do you marry the two together? Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really doing much in school at the moment, <laughs> anyway, so, you know, it doesn't really matter if I miss a day or two there here and there you know what I mean okay okay tell me uh, Ethan before I conclude where can people get in contact with you or find out more about your music so if you would like to get in contact with us you can DM us on Instagram at the Donnie's Band we also have our emails linked there our contact phone number all our social media are all linked there on a the link tree so the Donnie's Band on Instagram has all our socials all our streaming services anything all the music all the contacts everything you could ever need and for those of you that don't have Instagram we also have Facebook Twitter and TikTok as well lovely they can find you everywhere well thanks so much for coming into studio this morning Thank Adam you. Drennan Ethan Jack and Man Owen Conroy and Johnny California known to all as the Johnnies thank you so much guys and continued good wishes with your career uh, we will have a song uh, and we'll have it from Maura O'Connell so here's Maura O'Connell uh, Irish legend If You Love Me KCLR now you're very welcome back uh, how beautiful is Maura O'Connell isn't she fabulous uh, if you love me uh, really love me I was going to sing it myself but I said here I'd give Maura a run out on it uh, this morning as well now during the week we had the lovely launch of the Saver Kilkenny Food Festival it took place in uh, the lovely uh, new restaurant that Keith and Carmel Boyle have there um, just on uh, John's Bridge uh, absolutely beautiful and uh, over the next couple of weeks we'll have a little look at the programme which is eclectic and extensive and multifaceted uh, and multidisciplinary uh, under the kind of the food umbrella uh, we'll have a look at it in greater detail but we're delighted this morning to uh, uh, offer for your uh, culinary delectation the lovely Tracy Daly who's coming in to tell us about an event that she's uh, running and the event of course is uh, run in association with the local enterprise office Tracy Daly good morning good morning Edward. With the new do. With the new do. Tracy, with the new do. <laughs> you look super. Sweetie, I had to look well for you. Oh, there you, you have it. it. Yeah, of course. That's <laughs> essential to have the blow dry before you come in here of a Saturday morning. Uh, Tracy, how's life, first of all, in the grander in the grander sense? Yes, absolutely, Edward. Uh, terrific, I have to say. I've had an amazing... Uh, uh, the last two months have been absolutely super. Very lucky. And even with this piece with Saver Kilkenny, I just feel so fortunate that I can use 
the hat of Tracy Daly food business coach fully in the city that I love and adore where I was brought up bread and buttered but you listen you're part of the saver Kilkenny furniture we see you <laughs> trucking around Moroccan pottery and boards bigger than the boardwalk oh I have the best history so 15 years this year which is absolutely outstanding and for the first three years the two dames which would have been my gorgeous little award winning cafe mm. with my sister Lavinia Daly we would have always partaked and I remember being there from the very first one where we had a stall on Kieran Street and we got washed out it didn't matter Edward right back then it didn't matter what the weather was like the festival is outstanding and so since then I'm with Ballymaloo Cookery School so the Rory O'Connell you know this he is is one of my Super. food heroes. Yeah, so I'm back with Rory again this year. I'm back with Alan again this year. And then I'm back with so many other things. So the foodpreneur piece, oh my goodness, growing your food business. Yeah, and that's really what I wanted to talk about. And we touched on it the other night at the launch, this foodpreneur um, growing your food business, uh, looking at targeting that next generation. Mm. Uh, give it to us in English, Tracy. Running your own food business is one of the hardest things you'll ever do. And it's a conversation piece that we don't talk about enough. And those that do it can struggle an awful lot because there isn't a form, there isn't a full strategy that they put in place from the day they open. And so if we can get to them at those early stages so this is with Leo Kilkenny which is your local enterprise office with myself it is not only an amazing demo and chat with Aron Kilkenny the fabulous Bart and Nicole mm. where they're going to demonstrate food and I'm going to tackle them with tough questions about what it actually is like running your own food business so we've got ethos food sustainability local producers and the stressors what's the truth because what you see and what you taste on a plate isn't telling you what's going on behind the scenes because you have to be all things to all people and it can be exhausting. So this is a great opportunity for anyone who is thinking because there's dreams. People have these amazing dreams to own their own food business. They have dreams to own a cafe. So after that demonstration... Would they still want to do it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They will. They will if they have a true passion. They they will. It it doesn't Mm. end there. Uh, So I run down to Clodagh Daly Auctioneer's office where I'm going to set up for two hours with 15 minute slots and you have to book online so the link is in my Instagram bio where you book online you come in and we have a serious chat I'm going to task you I'm going to challenge you and I'm going to give you nuggets you didn't know you needed because you have to set up on the right page what a great service for success yeah mighty and of course when you're just talking about all the the different challenges you know one of them I think is really important is your message you know that Mm. ethos that whole what you want to be known for whether it's your coronation chicken whether it's your seafood chowder whether you want the best lasagna or whatever it's difficult to kind of say this is me Mm -hmm. isn't it? The confidence in that is absolutely shaken within the first few hours of opening the door of a business because you then become a victim to your customers your customers then tell you what they want and for a lot of food business owners they are wavered by that feedback they lose their identity they lose the understanding of their mission and that's when the confusion comes through that's when the real stress comes in when you know your when you know what it is you want to achieve your decision making process is much simpler so your mission matters your vision matters your values are critical so understanding those pieces because it's a layer cake isn't it Mm. the foundations matter your mission values vision are essential you make a lovely layer cake yourself (laughs) I've I've seen them on the gram oh listen Uh, is the Caesar salad over? 
Is this it? No, never. Okay. No, we love a classic. It's just when you mentioned about the customers tell you, you know, yes. people kind of tell you what they want, do you know, and they kind of can, you know, say, well, I love the chickpea salad without the chickpea, but I love <laughs> yeah. whatever, you know. Yes, of course. No, there's definitely classics, actually. I remember having a wonderful conversation when COVID first hit. I remember picking up the phone, ringing Drina Allen, going, come here, what's going on in the world? What's happening? And so they had just uh, set up the, the, the farm food shop, which has just become this massive thing for them. But I I remember having a conversation with her and she just said, Tracy, the classics are the hugs we all need. Mm. They simply must be. And that is that. So shepherd's pie, lasagna, mm. Caesar salad, when they're done well, they are phenomenal. Yeah. And you said it earlier, like if your ethos is quality of food, do it well. I'll remember you. I'll return to you. But what a lovely chance now that even the, the demo and the talk and, mm. and all of that is great but that little kind of post piece yeah. is a very lovely opportunity isn't it to have that you know bespoke conversation because obviously lots of you know commonality of information is going to be available in the talk but yeah. that kind of after chat is, is bespoke so people should kind yeah. of you know jump jump quick now to book a spot Oh jump it and book it because it's only it's 15 minute slots for two hours so th- there is a deadline on it and also Edward I think the hardest thing for people with a passion would, for people with a dream you have to be careful who you share that dream with mm. and so if you're in a room they'll all take it yeah, they'll all take <laughs> it but they'll also shoot you down and yeah. say come on and silly. adulterate your dream yes whereas I can unpack it with you we can understand if there's truth and reality and hope and, and, and prospects within that idea. Um, Tracy, one fun. of the other things that you do, removing that Saver Kilkenny hat, but in, yeah. in a similar vein, is that you kind of do, I suppose, a bit of, you know, troubleshooting or firefighting mm. or, you know, putting the belt on along with the braces for people mm. as well. Tell me what the what the industry is like. You know, you're telling me that you mm. kind of rang Doreen to know what's happening. I'll ask you the same question. What's out there? What are the challenges? Oh God, this this week, Edward, I was part of a masterclass in Dublin and it was how to elevate your restaurant and this is going somewhere, I promise. And through that, I met some amazing food business owners and this, the stress and the overwhelm in the room. And it was an eclectic group, people who were new to the business and people who had decades under belt. They're stressed, they're tired um, and they don't have that outside injection. And so... I definitely am that outside injection. I, I put the fear of God into you, but I bring you with the sense of humour as well and, and hope uh, that matters. And as a result, one of the ladies in the room from Tuesday rang me yesterday and believe it or not, we both cried. We both cried because the level of stress that she was putting herself under because she's trained herself to believe that she has to work harder than anyone else, that she's the only one that can do those tasks and jobs. And as a result, she's so deep in the bowels of the business that she's lost her own personal identity. And it is quite extraordinary to think that that is really what's happening out there. We're, we're after coming out of what was the toughest couple of years of our lives. Uh, we're in a mindset of what's going to happen next. There's fear. There's increases in prices left, right and centre that amplifies the fear. And as a result, as the business owner, because you must be all things to all people, you then neglect yourself and you lose yourself within that. Uh, so it's quite an interesting space. And my my cure for this lady and, and it's two generations in a business, this particular business, and they're a long time in business. Uh, it's an on-site review and we're going to unpack it and I'm going to spend three months minimum. So it's a three-month package where we go through the steps together where they feel supported they feel seen and they feel heard because they haven't 
felt seen or heard in years mm. within their own business. It's quite something. It certainly is. Talk to me about that whole cost piece because mm. that's a big thing, isn't it? And yeah. again, I did mention it myself the other evening. You know, the cost of food has oh, gone yeah. up um, and that's distressing for the consumer. But it's also mm. distressing for the hospitality provider because they in turn have to put up their price. And, mm. you know, it's kind of like a food chain. But I mean, we also must remember that to produce good food, whether it's producing it in the farmyard or producing it in the kitchen, costs costs. It absolutely does. Look, there's ways and means you can choose cheap, easy, fast, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about that quality Quality piece, that ethos piece. And that is the hardest struggle for them right now. So a block of cheese. (laughs) I had a client ring me recently and go, what the heck am I going to do? Cheddar like represents a a huge part of my menu. It's gone up by three. How the hell am I going to do this? How can I even give a reasonably priced sandwich anymore? And then butter went up and then everything else went up. Breakfast rolls went up. So it is quite tough. I think, look, there's a risk there. You have to represent the truth behind the cost of producing your product. Also, uh, uh, fair labour. So treating people really well uh, because we have to have the expertise and skill to bring that great food together as well. And so there's a lot of layers to this. Um, And your customers, I would say 70% of your customers will follow you regardless because they understand. But you have to bring them on the journey. If you're transparent and you're messaging is and I don't mean toxic positive I mean honest rather than that if your messaging is honest and clean and uplifting an element of uplifting they'll follow you 70% of them will follow you there is a risk but there's other ways menu engineering there's other things you can do there's elevating your service if you're not looking at that if you're if you're if your space isn't clean like I'm literally looking at skirting boards going you haven't cleaned them I don't trust you now so you know what I mean if that hospitality piece isn't there and all those layers aren't taken care of then you can't charge and do you know what I think is, is, is really important? I actually put this almost at the very top of my list. Nice staff. Oh, Edward. If they're trained, it's a bonus. Oh. But if they're just nice. I went somewhere yesterday, I have to say. Uh, I took my mother over. I had never been. Uh, I'd give them a shout out uh, shamelessly. I went to Nocturina in Stonyford. Ah. They have a little coffee shop mm. and restaurant there. And we had beautiful coffee and scones mm. sitting outside in the lovely on in the afternoon served and made by nice Mm. people. Mm. You know, a warm, warm experience. That's really good. Tell me what else is going on in the world of Tracy Daly before I uh, evict you. (laughs) Dear mercy. Right. Well, look at Saver Kilkenny. That's the Saturday morning with the fabulous Iran. Then we have the the one-on-one piece, which is tremendous. The afternoon is Rory O'Connell, Drina Allen and with those guys. And then Sunday is jam-packed as well. I've got uh, uh, four fabulous chefs that I've handpicked that I bring it to Kilkenny. I've got Orla McAndrew, Sarah De Bruyne, Quavon De Bruyne, Maria Hart and I get to MC those four awesome people as well so that weekend is crazy busy over the next couple of weeks you'll see me from Galway to Kildare to Belfast to Cork and France before you see me again and that's all work related before Save Little Kenny even happens oh must oh, <laughs> she's busy she's oh my wanted. god we're not dealing with muck here <laughs> not any old muck 
from the yeah. street. So it's it's terrific, Edward. Yeah, I, I'm the solution for a lot of people and I absolutely adore that position. Lovely. Well, listen, uh, how lucky they are to have you uh, with them. Uh, we must remind people people as well that they can check out saverkilkenny.com for a full uh, look through the programme. There's lots of things to happen from uh, from Jay Carter to Tracy Daly to Edward Hayden all in the one <laughs> all in the one day. <laughs> There's a booking up fast, Edward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It certainly it certainly is. Tracy, uh, what's on the cards for the weekend? Believe it or not, now I actually have recipe testing to do later on. I have two brand new products, actually. I might even share them with you that haven't even made it to market with Ballymaloo Foods. And I have to test a couple of recipes and they're absolutely sensational. I should have brought it into you, but you just can't reveal it. How um, lucky for the people in your uh, world <laughs> to be getting all the kind of the scraps from this recipe tasting. Mags quickly is on her way. I, I can promise you. Yes, I have a friend roped in as well. Um, and then I'm actually, because I'm working today, I've got, I've got so much to catch up on and I feel very blessed to say that I love what I do and then I'm going to take Monday off because my twin nieces are coming down for 24 hours and so I'm going to do some baking and cooking with those gorgeous girls how lovely yeah That's gorgeous yeah. a lovely sponge yes I'll make a lovely sponge a lovely sponge I have passion fruits that I got off an, an Australian friend that I need to do some with so now you've decided the recipe mm, lovely mm. sponge absolutely <laughs> and a passion fruit passion fruit you know folks listeners passion fruit is a natural additive is it? There you have it. You oh, heard it man. here first. I never knew. So if you want to knock out your lover, <laughs> <laughs> belt up on the passion fruit. <laughs> anyway, Tracy, it's so gorgeous mm. as always to have you in. You're so special. And uh, thanks a million for coming in oh. to us. Uh, looking absolutely the bomb.com, by the way, in the programme. There was another blow dry involved with that <laughs> and the frock, and that uh, you're like the kind of the stateswoman of food. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Danieri's shawl, I think, is what I'm beginning to think. To have a look at you, <laughs> Danieri, check your wardrobe. <laughs> anyway, listen. Uh, thanks so much, Tracy. You, as Edward. always, Anish to Sospiog and Fonanshaw to Rish on Sospiog. Vehemate a kind free Stephen Sondheim. Fonanshaw. Now there she is, the lovely Tracy Daly, uh, leaving us there, telling us all about all things Savor Kilkenny. Uh, keep the texts coming in to us. We'd love to uh, to hear from you. Oh eight three three oh six nine six nine six. Very shortly, we're going to be joined by uh, Christine Scarry. We're going to be chatting all things at uh, the Sondheim Festival, which is coming up in Kilkenny, which is absolutely uh, mighty as well. A texture was asking us about um, how does one donate to breast cancer because earlier on this morning we were joined by uh, the lovely um, Catherine and Gillian uh, telling us all about the the run taking place in Kilkenny Castle tomorrow but uh, go on to Breast Cancer Ireland Uh, you can go on to Breast Cancer Ireland and uh, we can get that information Uh, there is an opportunity to donate uh, there as well now, um, let's uh, just to prepare ourselves for uh, Christine, let's um, have um, a lovely song. And I think uh, we will um, play this beautiful song because it is the ever lovely Judy Dench. And here's Judy Dench with Send In the Clowns. I think it's beautiful, actually. 
there she is, the lovely, 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 lovely Judy Dench there with Send in the Clowns. Of course, that's a beautiful, beautiful piece by um, Stephen Sondheim as well. Now, you were wondering uh, and asking there this morning about Saver Kilkenny. Someone asking to know who's coming to Saver Kilkenny this year in terms of to do the demonstrations. And there are lots of demonstrations planned. Uh, myself and Anne, of course, are uh, working uh, on cooking up a storm on the parade plaza as well. So looking forward to that. And of course, always lovely to uh, work with Anne. Dreena Allen is coming. Rachel Allen is coming. Rory O'Connell is coming. Uh, we have um, cake decorating and baking with Laura Gannon from Cake Face. Um, we've also Brain Fog and the Food You Eat. You know, we often speak with and chat with um, Catherine O'Keefe here, the wellness warrior. And Catherine is uh, joined by Jenny Maltese and they're telling us all about brain fog and um, what you can eat as well. Graham Hertridge is coming on. He's known to all as the cupcake bloke. Aaron Capil is coming. Kevin Dundon is back with us again. Uh, Dervil, uh, Dervil O'Rourke uh, is doing a live and eat well piece. And of course, that's uh, a great... Um, uh, treat to have Dervla here as well Dervil here as well um, Tom Phelan from Mount Juliet Estate is giving us a Michelin star patisserie uh, masterclass as well so very much looking forward to that Orla MacAndrew is doing zero waste and of course zero waste is such a thing isn't it um, at the minute we're so cognizant of food waste and all the bits and pieces uh, around that as well Tracy was telling about Sarah De Bruyne she's doing botanical cuisine and shellfish uh, cookery demo uh, We've also got Quivine the Vrie. Uh, he's doing Blossonini, who's he's going to be telling us all about foraging. And of course, foraging is such a big thing, isn't it? And Maria Hart, Connor Spacey is here. Our very own Natalie Lennon is doing oh, food as fuel for exercise. So that will be great as well. And Jess Murphy uh, doing seasonal um, doing seasonal cooking as well. Uh, Dervla Reynolds, uh, DC Well, Anne-Marie Eustace Ryan and Denise Walsh uh, are there as well as uh, Tracy and um, Dr Sinead McCarthy from Chagask uh, as well. Brian is going to be here. Brian Redmond here of KCLR fame. He's going to be doing dancing and dining at the Brasserie as well. So there's lots to behold you at Saver Kilkenny this year. Now let's take a little quick break back after this. Carlo Kilkenny KCLR. Now you're very welcome back. Lovely to have you um, with us here on a Saturday morning. We've just given you a beautiful musical treat um, with uh, Stephen Sondheim sending the clowns which is uh, a beautiful segue into my gorgeous guest who's in studio um, the lovely Christine Scarry joins us uh, who's theatre director creative producer and voice coach and also um, I'm going to call you the CEO of the Sondheim <laughs> Festival Christine oh that's very fancy I think I think big staff yeah a huge staff yeah I've lost count of the number of staff we have um, yeah director of the festival, founder of the festival. Absolutely. And of course, the festival started last year and it went yeah. off with a bomb. It was just such a, a feast of celebration of all things on time, wasn't yeah, it? it really was. And, it, you know, it was a bit of a risk. We didn't know... And eclectically curated, I thought, which was interesting. Yeah, well, we wanted to include, you know, people in the community here who mightn't even have been all that au fait with Sondheim mm. at the time because it is, I think... Uh, 
people actually do know quite a lot of his work but they mightn't attach that to his name when yeah. you say it straight off the bat so you know he's famous for Sweeney Todd and you know we had Johnny Depp in his movie and Into the Woods with Meryl um, and uh, James Corden but we don't have to talk about that and uh, there are various other uh, iterations like a, ni- a little night music send in the clowns which uh, you've just played there uh, being probably his most famous household song. It's such song. a sad song isn't it? Oh it is yeah. It's I was actually, here on my own just listening to it and when you hear the words it's very sad. It's very poignant um, and that show actually a little night music is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. Um, That's exactly why I played it. I, well, I knew that, Edward. <laughs> I knew that. Um, a, a really interesting show that is based on um, Smiles of Summer Night, an Ingmar Bergman film. Mm. So it's all very Swedish and very sultry and moody. Um, yeah, sultry great. and moody can be good. Listen, let's yeah. dive into the programme. The first thing yeah. I wanted to ask you about, which I think is really interesting, and it's, it's a fabulous opportunity, and, you know, music is all about giving opportunity, yeah. and this is the bursary. Tell us about that, Christine. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really excited excited about this uh, so we Why were not? very very fortunate to secure some private funding for this bursary which is a 3000 euro award to be given to somebody to further their musical theatre education um, which is a very expensive uh, process as you know and um, so we had tons of video submissions from people all over Ireland and the UK who are Irish but working mm. or studying in the UK and um, we have it whittled down to 10 finalists and they will be performing live in the final on Saturday next um, at 6.30 in the Watergate on in stage. In front of the Grand Dame. In front of Ms Liz Calloway who is God. over from Broadway to present the prize and she will also be You're certainly putting them through the ringer like yeah, well. whatever about sitting in front of Christine's feet <laughs> but throw Liz Calloway um, in as well Well you know I think she's an incredibly supportive person and Absolutely. I think you know having come through the you know from the grassroots up as she mm. has into her very uh, her very high stature now she understands completely what it takes and it does take that it takes that level of resilience and um, and uh, chutzpah you know to get up there and do that so I think that's you know that's part of the competition really um I was amazed last year, you know, by the kind of the level of adoration held yeah. amongst the the audience. Like, I mean, yeah. obviously she's she's so well decorated um, and so talented, but like so well respected amongst yes. uh, peers as well. Yeah, it was very interesting because apart from our fantastic local audience that we had there, we had people from all over. You know, people like um, you know designer from the gate or the director yeah. of this place or the other. We had people travelled from the UK and just rocking into the water to, gate. To her, yeah. yeah. Um, so she definitely she has a tremendous cachet, all right. For sure. And, for and a sure. sachet to go with it, yes. There you have so it. So it's, it's a bit more yourself, Christine. <laughs> Come here, Liz, give us a whistle stop tour through the through the, okay. the programme because again it's it's and it's an eclectic programme of, of offerings is. again this year. It is, yes. Uh, though we've tried to change that up a little bit and the bursary, not least yes, uh, you course. know, being a part of that. Um, we have our performance masterclasses, which are the mainstay of uh, for, for anybody who is actively interested in, in performing or learning from that and Liz is delivering one of those and uh, we have an Irish gentleman who has made his career both here but most recently uh, I say recently last 20 years in London in the West End Paul Monaghan who's from Dublin and he is giving the other masterclass in the afternoon on Saturday and we have for the first time this year tickets available for observers to come in and see that so without the pressure of having to take Mm. part it's a fabulous learning opportunity Learning that's going to say really great you're not under the the spotlight you can yeah yeah. but you, you 
learn so much from that. Mm. So those tickets are available. Um, the headline act this year is Fra Fee, who is um, an incredible actor and singer. He has um, he is from Tyrone. Uh, but has made his career in the West End and on Broadway and on Netflix and BBC and all of the rest. So he is, um, he has actually been in productions of A Little Night Music in the Royal Court in London and, and various other Sondheim shows. So he's got a great connection with Sondheim, knew him personally again, which is, you know, one of the things we like to have. Little anecdotes, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those little stories. That so that it's not a dry concert. It's like an evening with where you're getting all these snippets yeah. and And that stories. punctuates the show very well. Yeah, exactly. And he has been, I mean, he's an astonishingly good actor as well. So anybody who's into the, the straight acting side of things, I think would probably be very interested in seeing him. He played in um, uh, the Ferryman, Jez Butterworth's play, The Ferryman at the Royal Court um, at, in London and on Broadway. And he won uh, an award for Best Supporting Actor for that role. Bally Duff Drama Group are putting it on this year for the Three Act oh, really? Festival down oh, in West Waterford. They, they might like Former to. Former All Ireland winners. Come and meet Fra. So he's Can doing, um, he's doing a meet and greet after mm. the, the concert as well. I hesitate to call it a concert actually because it's, it's more than that. Mm. You know, it is a. It's an experience, experience I think, yeah. um, and yeah, he's very talented. And he has a new um, he has a new series that's coming out on BBC very soon, um, The Lost Boys, and there's a real star lineup um, of actors in that, um, including Maria Doyle Kennedy, I believe. Fabulous um, Irish actress. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, really great cast. Um, so that's coming up, and you know he'd have been on Netflix. But most of all, I suppose people might know Fra best from Disney Plus because he was a Marvel comic actor on that in Hawkeye. So I think that's where a lot of his fan base would come from, as well as you know on the musical side. But yeah, he's a fabulous guy. Um, so we're really looking forward to to having him here, and uh, he has a special guest on with him as well, Denise Doyle, who is. Oh, I don't know what to say about it. She's an incredible virtuoso violinist um, from Dublin, um, works all over the country. Incredible, uh, beautiful, stunning performer. And David Hayes, of course, on piano as well for that, who probably needs no introduction at this stage. Um, but uh, then on that, so that's um, that's the concert. On Sunday, we have an accent workshop, which is really interesting. Irene O'Mara. Irene O'Mara. And uh, she's an accent and voice coach and she's going to work through uh, various accents that's happening in the gallery space in the Watergate on Sunday morning. And at the same time, we have Belinda Murphy, who is probably Ireland's most prolific uh, choreographer for stage and screen. Like she's just recently cast Disney's, um, uh, the Disney Disenchanted um that we had uh, filmed here she would have cast all the dancers for that and she's you know constantly working on stage and screen here in Ireland so she's delivering a dance workshop um, which is really exciting it's the first time she's worked here and that's going to be in John Edward Nolan's new studio in Exquisite up in Hebron which is it's a gorgeous space so it's really really nice space if anybody's curious to see that I'm wishing him all the very best to look with it it's great to partner with him on this Absolutely Christine time is against a signpost as to where people can uh, uh, find out the details, book the tickets because it's it's hot and heavy upon us. It is. Uh, it is the 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 shocked and shakuing. It is shocked and shock, shocked and shakuing. Um, could I just mention before I do that the choral workshop with David Hayes on mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon? That is for everybody who wants to come in to sing if they're on their own, if they're with a group, whatever. It's going to be a smashing day. We have a big gang involved. I think it'll be amazing. And all of the tickets for everything, uh, not least the big 
great big musical theatre quiz which you yourself yeah. Edward are hosting on for fear I wouldn't get Saturday the answers right night, <laughs> uh, which was a huge success and great crack last year yeah everybody's really looking forward to that um, so they're all available on watergatetheatre.com yeah, listen, it's fabulous. You know, it's, so really, it's really it's really a great programme and yeah. there's a wealth of opportunity, which I think is great. Yeah. And a learning, you know, a yeah, this is it. great opportunities yeah. for learning at different levels as yeah. well. Exactly. Christine, thanks as always for coming Thank in to us. Thank you very much. You are amazing. We appreciate um, the support very much. Well, listen, Thank we're you. delighted to. It's, it's such a treat to have a Sondheim Festival taking place here in Kilkenny. We're uh, a bit of a cultural hotspot here um, as well. So it's great to see you. Check it out on the Watergate Theatre um, website, folks. That takes us to the end of this morning show. Thanks to all of my guests. Thanks to the lovely Tara Byrne who was uh, working as production assistant with us this morning. The show was produced by Ashling uh, MacDonald who will be back with us next week. I'll see you all next week if the Lord spares me and if not in true show fashion the show will go on. Eddie Hughes is up next. Saturday show with Edward Hayden. KCLR. With thanks to Lyrath Estate Kilkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on Lyrath.com. Oh.